Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, February 10th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a charter school can face plenty of surprises on the road to sustainability. In its first school year, Kairos Academies is adapting like any other startup. You know, we're not waiting till the end of the semester. We're not waiting till the end of the year to make adjustments. We're trying to do this stuff pretty quickly. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney has a mid-year progress report on the new charter school. First, the headlines. High-speed internet is coming to more than 10,000 homes, farms, and businesses throughout parts of rural Missouri. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports it's part of a federal grant program to expand broadband access. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is giving $61 million to six different groups to install fiber optic cable to areas that have little or no internet access. Gaskasage Electric Cooperative that serves rural sections of five counties in the Rolla area is one of them. Gaskasage General Manager Carmen Hartwell says the internet access will benefit the whole region. We take a look at education opportunities, economic development. It might stimulate growth of businesses in our area. It might bring more people into our area that otherwise maybe uh, telecommute for their jobs. Now they're going to be able to live on family farms. Hartwell says the $14 million in loans and grants is a good start. It will bring high-speed internet to about 17 percent of their customers. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All. St. Louis Public Radio. The Zoo Museum District will study if consolidating the number of vendors supplying its five institutions will free up some money. The district's shared services project will review purchases by organizations including the St. Louis Zoo, the Missouri Historical Society, the St. Louis Art Museum, the Missouri Botanical Garden, and St. Louis Science Center. CMD Executive Director J. Patrick Doherty says reducing suppliers could provide more money for project and exhibitions. Of that almost 11,000 vendors, only 6% of the services are supplied to two or more institutions together. So it seems like there's plenty of opportunity for joint services, joint purchasing activities. The district has hired a firm to conduct the study. Research by doctors at Washington University has found, quote, astounding levels of suicidal thoughts among paramedics and emergency medical technicians. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the doctors hope the results help lift the stigma around seeking help for mental health issues. The researchers found that 27 percent of the EMS providers surveyed had thought about suicide in the past year, a rate that's seven times higher than the general population. Dr. Al Lula is in his fourth year of advanced training in emergency medicine at WashU. He says the data should help ambulance crews know they aren't alone. I think it opens up the door to feel more comfortable to reaching out to other people, and it helps to kind of seek resources um, from your organization or from your peers. In addition to stigma, Lula says other barriers to getting help included EMS providers feeling as though therapists available through their employers did not understand the job they did. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Battlehawks defeated Dallas 15-9 yesterday. Here's why this average football score on any other day is actually more significant today. This was the first ever regular season game for the Battlehawks, a football team which is part of the upstart XFL. (music) 
Operating a successful charter school is not a sure bet. More than two dozen have closed since the independent schools started in Missouri two decades ago. Kairos Academies in the Dutchtown neighborhood in St. Louis is navigating its first year of operation. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports. Katie's long school day isn't just spent sitting and listening to teachers. Instead, she spends a lot of time on her own, completing assignments on her school-issued laptop, which Katie's covered with stickers. My last school was like a typical, like sit down and read a textbook school and I like this boy better because it's more interactive and that's just my preference on learning. Katie is 11 years old and a sixth grader at Kairos Academies. She went to Kennard for elementary school, a gifted magnet program. Being here has been an adjustment. It was kind of a hard uh, transfer because usually I had a schedule and it was built and it was just Like, I knew everything I was going to do, and now that I have more choice, um, I have more responsibility. Kairos Academies, an independent public charter school, has two young, ambitious co-founders and an education philosophy unlike any other in St. Louis public school offerings. Gavin Schiffries and Jack Cruson launched the school after three years of preparation, which included a 272-page application. Despite that much planning, it's impossible to prepare for everything. So Schiffries says some things have changed. You know, we're not waiting till the end of the semester. We're not waiting to the end of the year to make adjustments. We're trying to do this stuff pretty quickly. One thing that's changed is the length of the day at Kairos. The 113 students start arriving around 8 a.m. At the beginning, the school was open until 6 in the evening. Math teacher Casey McBride, who arrives even earlier than her students, calls them to order around 9. Have all eyes up here, please. McBride previously taught 5th grade in St. Louis public schools. The hardest thing to adjust to, if that's what you're asking, was like uh, the time commitment. I'm used to working 8 to 3, and so like my time commitment was like all school all the time. Kairos now ends at 5. The school partnered with the Boys and Girls Club to shuttle students to after-school programs rather than having them stay at Kairos. McBride is a proponent of Kairos's model, in which she says her students are motivated and have bought into the school culture. She and the other teachers spent the summer painting the walls and assembling furniture in this converted office space. Science teacher Neelish Patel borrowed his mom's minivan to collect used furniture. Keeping the school running left limited time, at first, for grading and lesson planning. At the beginning of the year, before we brought on a lot of the additional staff, um, It had to be on my own hours, my personal time. I was working on the weekends and after school, really making sure the curriculum was up to date and making sure the kids were learning. Kairos hired another teacher, a counselor, and a front office manager. It's eased the burden on staff. Students have contributed to easing the stress of school as well. The student council has already pushed through a more relaxed dress code. That ownership has impressed Schiffries, as has the moxie shown by his staff. The startup phase was... um, like a real personal roller coaster, and I think we've hit a moment of stability here, right, where uh, everyone is getting to a work-life balance of feeling this is sustainable. Kairos runs year-round, five-week cycles followed by a two-week break. Those breaks offer a chance for staff to catch their breath and assess what is and isn't working, and then they'll adjust again. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. A big thanks to Rachel Lippman for filling in last Friday. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.